If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. For instance, you can take a content that you have and identify a keyword that you would love to rank for. And you can take that content that you've used on, for instance, Pinterest, and you can take that and you can create a blog post for that content. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out, who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you, too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Hey, hey, Natalie here. I wanted to jump in here and invite you to join our waitlist because the Photo Business Help Greenhouse is up and running. The doors are closed for now. If you missed the chance to join back in July, you will have another chance to join this fall. What is this all about? You can check it out at photobizhelp.com forward slash waitlist. There you'll find everything you need to know about the greenhouse, the courses, the community, the coaching, the events, everything that we've got going on. I'm really excited that this is finally happening and I would love to have you join us. If you're still on the fence or you don't know enough, no big thing. Just head over to photobizhelp.com forward slash waitlist and I will see you there. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Natalie Jennings. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, obviously, and we're coming up on, I think this episode is number 240, which is bonkers to me, but thank you so much for continuing to listen and support. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Eric Saro, who is a SEO expert, as well as someone who works with folks, if that's you, he might be a great resource on boosting their SEO and search rank, So, which is really valuable in any small business. And it's something that, as you know, I've talked about on the show a few times, had a few different guests. But I always like getting different perspectives on SEO. I like approaching it from sort of like a beginner level, since most folks are overwhelmed by SEO. And maybe you don't have the budget to hire somebody or a company to help you out. But this this episode should give you a few places to start if you are brand new to SEO. So without further ado, this is part one with my interview with Eric Saro on SEO. Well, hi, Eric. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me, Natalie. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, and you are over in LA right now. I'm in Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess just letting folks know a little bit about how you came into what you do today. We're going to be talking about SEO, as I said in the intro, and we can take it from there. Sure. So um, back in the day, I used to be a, a jewelry designer. And so 
We used to sell to jewelry stores, manufacture in downtown LA in the jewelry district and sell to jewelry stores across the country. And around 2006, 7, 8, when the Great Recession hit, a lot of those jewelry stores were closing up. And so we decided to sell directly to the public. And so uh, we had to change our business model. And so I got into uh, marketing, advertising, and I really dove into digital marketing. And the thing that I took to a lot was uh, this thing called search engine optimization. And so at some point, you know, our, our business transitioned. And then I started to do some consulting for friends and family, just for the experience of it. And that I, I, I seemed to do well. I, I loved what I was doing. And I started to do some consulting on the side while running my business. And then at some point, I saw that this is something I can monetize. And I opened up my own digital marketing agency. And this is what I've been doing for years now. That's awesome. What is the name of your agency? It's called This Is My South Bay. I live in the South Bay region of Los Angeles. There's about 25 million people or so that live in LA. And uh, I live in a region that's called the South Bay part of Los Angeles. So there's this big bay of Los Angeles. The other side of the bay, the north side of the bay, is where all the touristy places are like Malibu, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, and things like that. So we're on the opposite end of that bay. And so we use that as kind of a case study on building a community where it's whether it's geographically or building you know community if you're a artist or if you're a real estate agent or whatever the case may be you can build communities online for your you know what interests you and what field you're in very cool and so i mean i've i've spoken with folks about seo on this show before and i try to keep it fairly accessible and simple for people that are just getting started, just sort of interested in showing up more effectively online. How would you say, you know, again, this audience obviously is photographers, lifestyle photographers, weddings, portraits, that kind of thing. How would you say the approach to SEO and what folks may need to know or not know just on their own before they reach out and hire someone like yourself? How has it changed in the last, let's say, five or 10 years? And and how is it continuing to change? Sure. So, you know, as as we all hear, tech is something that moves quickly. So, you know, best practices that uh, you might have applied 10 years ago for SEO, probably 88% of it is out the window. And so you kind of need to stay informed, be in those circles and track what you're doing. So the number one thing that every website should have attached to an app that every website should have is something called Google Analytics. So it's a free app offered by Google. You can see all the data that you you would ever want to see on your website as far as uh, which websites the traffic is coming to your website, which part of the country, the city, you know, and so on. You know, what what kind of device they're coming in with, um, how long they're staying, everything. So you can kind of uh, see that when you're having, you know, first of all, if your traffic drops, or your time on site drops, or average page visitors drop, or certain metrics drop, then obviously you're going to have fewer uh, people filling out forms on your website to contact you, or fewer phone calls, and things like that. So that's a good place to, you know, kind of have your finger on the pulse of your business. And I'm a huge fan of Google Analytics. I definitely 
I mean, it's so robust and it's there's a lot going on there. And But I do recommend it to folks that I work with. I am curious, though, since I'm speaking as someone that's an expert, where should folks look? I mean, there is a lot going on in there. And you just mentioned a couple things, you know, like where people might be finding things or perhaps if it's mobile or desktop. I know that those are metrics that are trackable. But for someone that is maybe just starting out, they have a website within the last year or so. What are some useful metrics if they're just seeing kind of low engagement? Sure. So for instance, you can go to, uh, let's say, where the traffic is coming in from. So you can see, let's say you had 100 visitors that came to your website today. And let's say 20 of them are direct, 15 are Google organic, 20 are from Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. So you could see where the traffic is coming in from. And so sometimes we have clients that they're really dead set against a particular platform or they're really in love with another platform. And so we can show like, you know, you're putting a lot of money into your Facebook ads, but we see that traffic is not coming from Facebook. Traffic actually is coming from this other, you know, Instagram or organic or whatever. And so it's good to look at data. It's good to be able to understand how to read the data. And that gives you a kind of a, Uh, starting point on where to make a business decision moving forward. And so for me, that's what I use Google Analytics for is to kind of, you know, when we run campaigns, we can see where the traffic is coming in from. We can set up goals that if they fill out a conversion, so if they go on a website and they fill out a form, then we can count that as a conversion. Sometimes we do campaigns where we do phone calls. So we we have a third-party app that we can connect to the website where let's say we run an ad or we do Google organic and someone finds our client from our services. And so at the end of the month, we could say we delivered 20 phone calls to you and 10 form fills and whatever. So we can keep track of, you know, where the traffic is coming in from. So that way our client already has their traffic coming to their website. They're doing their thing. Now we come in and we add value and say, okay, here on top of what you're doing, Here's what we did. And so there's different ways to keep track of what we're able to do, what what a marketing company is able to do. This is not like 20 years ago where you would run an ad in LA Times or in a magazine somewhere, and you don't know where the traffic came in from. Sometimes they would rip out the, the ad and come in six months later when they're ready to purchase. So this is something where it's more immediate, and you can literally see where the, you know, what's happening, where it's coming in from, so that if you're spending you know, extra money, let's say on Twitter, and it's not working, you could take that money and you see that things are working well on Pinterest, you could double up your funding there and see how that goes. And then you know, it's, it's a moving target, so you have to always keep track of things. That makes sense. Before we move on into some blog basics, I've heard about Google Console and Google Analytics. Can you explain the difference and, and why maybe one is better than the other? Well, there there are two different things. So one is uh, Google Analytics is like we talked about. It's explaining, giving data on the traffic coming in, and Google Search Console is uh, one of those things where it sh- on the back end it shows you the links that are coming into your website, what keywords you're ranked for, estimated uh, search volume for that keyword. You know, if you have any crawl errors, like if there are pages that are coming up that have broken links and things like that that's a good place to go and see 
you know, what Google thinks of it. Because you'll see in the coverage section, for instance, if there's something off on your website where it's not able to crawl or it's said, you know what, I, I don't like these pages, I'm not going to rank them, you'll see it there in red and you can address it if you, if you do it yourself or if, or if you hire a tech person, an IT person, they can look into that and fix it. That makes sense. Thanks for clarifying that. So for a photographer, and again, I like that we're kind of going back and talking about how things have changed. When I started Jennings Photo, it was back in 2010. So, you know, there's a lot of conversation around alt tags and keywords and um, and things evolved into looking at sort of like the first paragraph of your blog posts and having, you know, um, keyword phrases, etc. How might someone prior to looking to hire a company to help out, just at the very basic beginner level, can you walk us through how a, a new photographer might want to approach a blog post to get attention on their company? So a couple of things to what you said. First of all, as far as the website goes, before you do anything, you want to make sure that the website is to the standards that Google would want you to be. Because when we're doing search engine optimization, you're asking for to be ranked by Google for free. And so Google is going to look at your website and say, okay, I'm going to refer my user to you. I want to make sure that it's a, it's a good referral. Because if you go to a website from Google, let's say you search for a photographer on Google, and then you have a list of organic uh, websites that come up, and you click on one of them and you go to the photographer's website. Well, let's say you have a bad experience on that website. It takes too long to load, or there's pop-ups all over the place, or something happens. So you don't even remember the uh, website that you went to. You remember Google sending you to that website, and you had a bad experience because of Google. So Google is going to be vetting your website, making sure that you're, you know, the content is appropriate, for, first of all, that you don't have con uh, pop-ups all over the place, that your load time on your website is within a certain you know, a second or two, that it's not taking 10 seconds to load a page, um, that your website is mobile friendly. And, uh, you know, you don't have broken links on your website, that everything is where it should be. Because sometimes you, you go to the website and you click on the services page and it's a broken link. Or you go to the contact and you've spent time on the website, you like it, you want to work with them and you click on contact and it's a broken page, you can't, you can't get, you can't get in touch with them. So, those are things that Google is going to be watching out for. And so you have to make sure that it's a good user experience so that Google will even consider ranking you. So I would start there first and foremost. So the second part of it, when, when you have everything ready to go with the website, especially with photography, it's a visual medium. And a lot of people, they, they, uh, they go to social media. And so they do Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and things like that, which, which is a, it's a good place to go. Now, the thing to consider is that you can take that content and you can recycle it and use it for your search engine optimization campaign. Because I talk to people where they say, I had to choose between social media or search engine, you know, SEO. And, uh, you know, that's they, interesting. Yeah, they, they feel like they, they have to choose one over the other. I think you could be slanted one over the other. It could be 60-40 or 80-20. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. For instance, you can take a content that you have and identify a keyword that you want to, that you would love to rank for. And you can take that content that you've used on, for instance, Pinterest, 
and you can take that and you can create a blog post for that content. Now, something that to consider, search engines are generally people that are, when we go to search engines, we're generally towards the end of the funnel, we're, we're ready to make a decision or we're doing research to make a decision. So it's, it's very important to be in front of the audience. Social media for me, I feel like is I'm here when you're ready. You know, it's, it's not a hard sell because I feel like when I get pushed too hard on something on social media, sometimes I join, like I follow a restaurant. I, I had a good experience there with my wife. I join, I follow them. And then I see they're posting nine times a day and it's just too much, you know, and then I, I uh, unfollow them because that's all I'm seeing. And so, uh, you know, it's a soft sell. We're, we're kind of there. Like, if you need me, I'm here. Here's what I'm up to. Here's what I did. Here's what I'm doing. Uh, kind of a thing. With uh, search engines, it's like, okay, I, I need, you know, my plumbing uh, burst. I, I, need, I need a plumber today or tomorrow or my car broke down and I need a mechanic. So, you know, things like that where we're ready to make a decision. So it's important to be in front of that audience. I know Facebook and Instagram and, uh, you know, those platforms are huge. But Google is, is big and, and Yahoo and Bing in their own way. So there's a way to do uh, content, to recycle your social media content, to work it for your search engine optimization campaign. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed part one of my two-part interview with Eric Saro. You can check out Eric's company and see what he's up to. The link is in the show notes. Stay tuned because all interviews are broken up and part two of this interview will be on Thursday if you're hearing this drop on Tuesday. I'm here every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you for listening. And remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top-of-the-line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let ProPhoto partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, ProPhoto is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off, for the first 18 months that you try this out, this is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using ProPhoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use ProPhoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code, PhotoBizHelp. Help.